When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of the OFNT podcast, Toshiba is out of the PC game, iPhone release dates leak, and Foxconn is making moves. My motive ring saga continues, but the end is in sight. This also heralds the return of a long-forgotten section of this show, and I wrap it all up with a rant. Play the music, maestro. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the OFNT podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart New Tech. I'm your host and resident old fart, Jim Schaefer. I hope this finds you well, and you're having a great week. Corrections. Last week I mistakenly called Kanye West Kane West, though I think Kane West is a cool name. I also referred to an N80 mask, which I don't believe exists. I should have called it an N90 mask. That's what happens, kids, when you, you rush things. Let's start off with some tech news. Got a, quite a bit this, this week, I think compared to last week's. From the bbc.co.uk, Toshiba shuts the lid on laptops after 35 years. That's a clever headline. The Japanese giant Toshiba has sold its final stake in the personal computer maker Dynabook. It means the firm no longer has a connection with making PCs or laptops. I've owned three laptops made by Toshiba over the years and had problems with two of them. While beautifully made, the hardware didn't live up to its looks. First model I had was a 16-inch screen size and was based on an Intel chip that I don't recall which one it was. The motherboard failed after slightly over a year on that one. The second one I owned was the same model but based on an AMD chipset and suffered a hard drive failure which was repaired and then the motherboard died as had the first one I had bought. Not learning my lesson, I purchased a third one. This one was an 11-inch model with a low-end Intel chip. I think it was a Celeron. And that served me well until I gave it to my daughter. The keyboards on the larger models were great, but I guess the internals weren't built to last. I don't think this brand will be missed. Next, from scmp.com. It has a headline which asks, Is an iPhone in China any good if Trump bans WeChat? The spate of articles about this subject prove that TDS, also known as Trump Derangement Syndrome, is for real. How about calling out WeChat's owner, Tencent, for their practice of vacuuming up users' data and making it available to the communist Chinese government? This article and many like it predict that iPhone sales will drop by 30% if the ban happens. 
Well, the math doesn't make sense as China accounts for only 20% of iPhone sales worldwide, and that number has been falling recently. Plus, it is not known if WeChat will be dropped from the communist government-controlled app store. Talk about fear-mongering. Speaking of China, has the new site Forbes been bought by them? Lately, most of the articles about tech on the site read like press releases from various Chinese companies, most notably Huawei. The latest article about yet another, in their words, leapfrogging feature that was just patented by the company featured a full-screen fingerprint reader. Well, I seem to remember Samsung filing for a patent uh, on, on this same feature. The way the article is written, you'd think no other company is capable of doing this. Well, I bet Samsung would beg to differ. Anyway, it doesn't matter outside of Huawei's home market. No Android, no sales. Another article is about the Zoom video conferencing app. You know, the app that's being dropped like a bad habit by large corporations because of its security risks. The article also manages to bash the U.S. immigrant visa program, which is probably the world's most open. I used to use Forbes for a lot of my subject matter on this show, but nowadays I treat it as a mouthpiece for Chinese companies. Apple has released iOS 13.6.1, which fixes some minor bugs on the iPhone and iPad. This will probably be the last update for iOS 13 before iOS 14 rolls out in the fall along with the release of the new iPhones. My, my iPhone received the update, but my iPad hasn't. Maybe because the iPad is enrolled in the beta program. The Apple leaker John Prozer says the new iPads and Apple Watches will be announced via press release on September 7th while Apple will hold an event on the 12th of October, launching the iPhone 12, with sales beginning on the 19th. The Pro models will launch sometime in November. If this information is correct, this would mark the first time the Apple Watch isn't part of the larger iPhone announcement. I have my eye on the new Series 6 watch with cellular service. I'll have to wait and see if the upgrade from my Series 4 watch would be worth it, unlike last year's Series 5. MacRumors.com is reporting that Apple is set to launch a bundled subscription service called Apple One alongside the new iPhone models. There will be different tiers. For example, the basic package would include Apple Music and Apple TV+, while a more expensive package would add Apple Arcade. The next tier would be Apple News Plus, while a more expensive variation would add more iCloud storage. There are rumors that Apple is also developing a new service for virtual fitness classes. Well, myself, I would definitely go for the basic Apple Music and Apple TV Plus bundle if it would save me money. I'm not a gamer, and I'm not a fan of the company's news service, so adding those services has no appeal, at least to me. China's days as the world's factory are over, reports Bloomberg.com. 
The CEO of Hanhai Precision, better known as Foxconn, says the company is gradually adding more capacity outside mainland China, mostly in Southeast Asia. Though India and the United States will also see some jobs move toward them. Now, if you don't know, Foxconn uh, builds most of the iPhones. Now, I never got why companies put all their manufacturing eggs in the one basket known as China. So this is good news. Next, seems Google might be killing off its FaceTime competitor, Duo, in favor of its Meet app. This story from AndroidCentral.com. Now, just like when the company killed off its Allo for its Messages app, it looks like Duo will meet, pun intended, the same fate. Google had billed Duo as a consumer app, while Meet was billed as a business app. If this report is correct, Meet will pick up Duo's features over a two-year transition period. Now, Google has a history of promoting apps and then dropping them, and this move would erode even more confidence in the company's ability to master communication apps. They need to get their stuff together. But the popular communication app Telegram has ridden in for a rescue. The company just released an update that now lets you make encrypted video calls, just like its competitors, uh, Facebook Messenger and Signal. This book puts Telegram, which my family uses, in a position to unseat the previously mentioned apps. I've noticed, though, as of now, the desktop version of Telegram does not feature this video calling. Perhaps in the near future. Tech I'm using. This is more like tech I'm going to be using. Now, I've documented the sad saga of the motive ring over the course of many episodes of this podcast. I'm sure you're all sick of hearing about it. The ring is all but unusable now, and with no way to get the recently acquired company to honor their warranty, I was forced to look somewhere else for a replacement. The only real game in town is Aura. I did some research into the company, and based on that, it doesn't seem they will be going anywhere, at least for now. Aura has inked a deal with the National Basketball Association to provide the ring to all players to prevent the spread of COVID by monitoring the temperature of the players. Just about all the reviews on the product I've read have been favorable. The product seems solid and includes three main sensors versus the one that the motive ring was equipped with. The company app seems to be more polished and details more health metrics uh, than the motive did. Now, reading users' reports, they say the seven-day battery life of Aura has been mostly true. I was lucky to get two days out of the motive, even when it was brand new. The only complaint I've seen from the reviews is that the finish tarnishes and scratches after some use, but, you know, that's, that's to be expected. I opted for the silver finish so that the ring resembles an actual wedding band versus the very popular black finish. The silver color should hide any scratches and signs of wear better than the black finish also. 
I'm looking forward to receiving the ring, and I'll let you know how I like it when I do actually have it on my finger. So stay tuned. Oh, update. The motive ring won't even accept a charge now, so it's officially dead. I use the Apple Pages word processing app to script this and other shows. I switched from IA Writer because of a bad update which screwed up the way the app interfaces with iCloud. There was a severe delay updating documents while using different pieces of hardware to create it. For example, I might start my script on my iPhone at work, switch to my MacBook Air during lunch break, continue writing at home on my iPad Pro, and then later in the day use my iMac and then pick up where I left off back at work on my iPhone once again. IA Writer's delays cause multiple versions of the same document to be created, which, besides confusion, forced me to sacrifice some of my previous writing. As I'm sure you guys are aware, time is precious, and having to rewrite something I had already written was a big waste of it. While using pages on multiple devices, I've come to notice that this word processor works better on iOS than it does on macOS. iCloud updates immediately while typing on iOS compared to the few second delay while using a Mac. Also, the word suggestions on iOS pop up directly on the touchscreen, making typing quicker. On the MacBook Air, you have to move the cursor, and then select the word suggestion. On the MacBook Pro, the suggestion appears on the touch bar, but where it's located forces you to take your eyes off the screen. This is making me reconsider my future purchase of a MacBook Air, and I might just go with an iPad Pro with Magic Keyboard attachment, though that would be a more expensive option. Well, we shall see. Entertainment news, or not. It was a wasteland of news in the entertainment category this week. Other than the blaming of the president for various things by spoiled and out-of-touch celebrities, there was really nothing worth sharing. No real loss there. Podcast news. Well, the podcast production company, Serial Productions, which was just bought by the New York Times, has wasted no time jumping on the communist woke wagon and churning out a new podcast series. The series is titled Nice White Parents and supposedly chronicles the sudden influx of white students into a traditionally black school and how the school is being ruined because of the white kids' parents. Race as much? Just reverse the races and see how that sounds to you. On an episode of the Glenn Beck podcast last week, he highlighted this and they had a little fun with it. If you want, give the Glenn Beck podcast from last week a listen. It's pretty funny. Next, Anchor could automatically delete your account without warning is the headline from podnews.net. Anchor is the Spotify-owned free podcast host and is very popular. 
And it seems a user named Jonathan Mendoza had his show removed from the service last week and received an email from Anchor stating that evidence of potentially infringing content, con- content boy, was found in his podcast. Mr. Mendoza, who hosts popular podcasts on Lisbon, had uploaded a short trailer for a new show he had just released on Libsyn using his Anchor account. Because of this deletion, Mr. Mendoza assumes that Anchor uses an automated algorithm that scans various hosts for duplicate content and automatically deletes them. But not only was his podcast deleted, but his whole Anchor account was also deleted. While reading this article, I was scratching my head because I have used Anchor for two shows and had cross-posted trailers and episodes from my Buzzsprout-hosted show and vice versa with no problems. Later, Anchor admitted its error and reinstated Mr. Mendoza's account, denying that it uses an algorithm that automatically deletes accounts. What I think is going on here is that some users in the past have been bootlegging music and then repackaging the content as free podcasts, so some overzealous team member probably made a mistake. Amazon has come under fire for including a clause in their terms of service for podcasts, which stated you could not include advertising or messages that disparage the company. That clause was later dropped and replaced with a term that states you cannot include advertising that does not comply with Amazon's creative acceptance policies. Well, it's vague language, which is probably intentional. Of course, my microscopic show and others like it do not draw advertisers, so it has no bearing on us, but I can see it being a problem for those big shows. InsideRadio.com Vice News is staffing up ahead of the launch of its new podcast on iHeartRadio. The show will be titled Vice News Reports and will be a weekly investigative news podcast. Well, I'm all in for this type of show, as long as it's not agenda-driven. Vice was once an objective organization that produced fact-driven articles, but that has seemed to have gone by the wayside lately in favor of clicks, if you get my drift. Brian Callen, the, I guess, former co-host of the Fighter and the Kid show, that is, until four women accused him of sexual misconduct, has started a Patreon campaign to pay for a new podcast he and former co-host Brendan Schaub from The Fighter and the Kid hope to launch. If launched, it will be titled The Fighter and the Rinks. I don't get it. The campaign has so far signed up around 2,000 contributors willing to pay $5 a month to listen to the show. The cancel culture crew will be all over this post-haste, and I think you will see Patreon sever its connection with Mr. Callan. It's hard to combat the hashtag army when four women are making allegations. I wish him luck. Myself, I never cared for the fighter in the kid show, but that's just me. Seems there is a shortage of Samson Q2U microphones. It's the best bang for the buck, and I used it on production of this show during the first two months of this podcast. 
The other go-to reasonably priced mic, I believe, was called the Audio-Technica AT20. But that mic was upgraded with a USB-C port, and the price was doubled. Now, you combine that with the COVID-19 pandemic and the effect it's had on supply from the Chinese factories which make it, and you wind up with a shortage. Until Samsung can catch up to demand... I'd recommend taking a look at Behringer Dynamic Mics if you were just starting out. You can watch reviews of these products on YouTube channels such as Podcastage and many others. Well, this marks the return of a section of this podcast that had a long hiatus. Welcome, folks, to Storytime. Or I should say, welcome back. So gather around, everyone. Today's story is titled, A Trip to the Apple Store During the COVID-19 Pandemic. My son's birthday is coming up, and he decided to join the dark side and enter the Apple ecosystem. My wife and I were happy to indulge him, knowing there is no return from this decision. He prefers smaller phones, so he set his sights on a white base model iPhone SE. After ensuring that particular model was in stock at my not-so-local Apple store, the three of us departed last Monday morning, unsure of what to expect. Normally, no matter what time you choose to go to an Apple store, you would expect to be greeted by a large crowd of people, both of them just standing there gawking at the displayed products like kids at a toy store a week out from Christmas. Others would be asking questions of the store employees whose answers could have easily been found out by using the browser on your iPhone. But what fun would that be? A much smaller number of people would actually be trying to buy something. Well, arriving at the mall this day, in which the store was located, at the normal opening time for the mall, we encountered locked doors. Well... It seems that opening times are delayed one hour during these uncertain times. After the opening, we made a beeline to the Apple store and was abruptly stopped at the entrance by a masked employee who inquired as to what our business was with him this fine summer morning. After telling him of our intentions, we received an appointment which was scheduled for 15 minutes later. We dutifully reported at our scheduled time and was allowed to enter the establishment. While entering, I noticed a line of people with markings for the proper social distancing length quickly forming outside the store. We then were quickly waited on by another masked employee who cautioned us to stay on the opposite side of the table on which we were being served. After repeating our request, he asked us if we wanted an unlocked model and advised us that we would have to pay the full $399 price. He added that if we wanted, we could open an Apple credit card account, and then he described all the wonderful benefits that that would bring. We politely declined. I'm getting ready to retire, and another credit card is the last thing I need right now. We did, however, request a screen protector, plastic, not glass. After trying unsuccessfully to upsell us to a glass model, 
He disappeared from us for a couple of minutes and returned with the iPhone model we requested, the screen protector, and a machine which he would use to install it. After paying using my debit card and requesting an emailed receipt, which, strangely, I never received, our attendant opened the box, displayed the hardware to us, then got to work installing the screen protector. Unlike past visits, he did not offer to install the SIM card. Instead, he assured us that a SIM tool was in the box the phone came in. There were no visit to the setup area to await updates using the normally anemic Wi-Fi the store usually has, anemic because of the usual crowds overtaxing it. With no crowds present, I bet it was super fast that day. After handing us our purchase, we were ushered out while being thanked back into the general mall area. Our total interaction was about 20 minutes, if that. A very different experience than I ever had during previous visits, which I have described in detail on previous episodes of this show. What I've learned from this trip is that Apple wants you in and out of their store as quickly as possible, and then I will be purchasing future items from them online rather than in store. Perhaps that's the intent during these pandemic times. It's very easy to order a new piece of hardware from Apple and trade in your old, old model using the app that comes right with your phone. Next day delivery is usually included for free. The only problem I foresee is the installation of the screen protector. Maybe I should invest in one of those machines that Apple uses to apply them with. Hmm. I myself am very capable of removing and inserting SIM cards and setting up new phones. My fairly fast internet connection is most likely better than I'd get in the store. I thought by now that eSIMs would be the norm with seamless activation via the new phone, but I guess we aren't quite there yet. Perhaps Apple will institute some sort of concierge service if the pandemic drags on? I mean, uh, people who are new to the iPhone won't know how to set it up, and a lot of people don't know how to change a SIM. I couldn't imagine what it would be like flocking to the Apple Store on new iPhone release day and trying to buy the newest model using this social distancing system they have in place. I guess we will see how it goes this fall. As for the iPhone SE, my limited handling of it shows the phone to be snappy with a great screen. The hardware, of course, is impeccable. My son seems to enjoy it and has set it up to res somewhat resemble his previous Pixel 3a. With iOS 14 right around the corner, he'll even be able to have widgets available, just like, well, something like Android. Unlike the Pixel 3a and Android. The hardware will last much longer with probably five years of operating system updates versus the three of Google's Java-based monster. He'll enjoy performance that won't slow down after a year unless he has some sort of battery issues. As for the size of this, the smallest model of Apple's phone lineup, I found it surprisingly easy to get used to. And that was surprising to me because right now I have a 6.6 inch screen iPhone 11 Pro Max. 
With the advent of a more autonomous Apple Watch and the coming of Apple's augmented reality glasses in the future, there'll be no need for a large screen phone, in my opinion. Eh, my son is on to something. Eh, he usually is. Rest in peace, Frances Allen, mother of the modern computer language compiler. You left the cyber world a better place. It's time for my rant. Whether you're a communist revolutionary or part of a right-wing death squad, I'm pretty sure you're tired of politics right about now. Usually, after a presidential election in this country, the non-stop bombardment of politically charged news calms down. Unfortunately, that hasn't happened this cycle, so we've been getting fed this garbage 24-7 since late 2015. I've never seen anything like this in my whole old fart life. Also, this time around, you have social media beating the same drum. There's just no escape. Combine that with agenda-driven versus fact-driven reporting, a person can go mad just trying to figure out what's really going on. We've even had and still have a pandemic going on, which in the past would unite us, but the media and others even politicize that. Whether you can remember this or not, there are other people and places in the world out there, and I remember a time when I used to enjoy hearing about them. You used to be able to find such information under the heading of world news, but even that has been agendized and all points back to this country's politics. The United States is now living in a giant political bubble which will further our ignorance of the world outside of our country. Now, I've been lucky enough to have lived in many different countries and experienced their unique cultures while serving as a member of the military. I remember being embarrassed about the way some of my fellow countrymen behave while overseas, demanding that things be the same as it is in this country and not taking the time to learn about the host country and its culture. Instead of living in the bubble of the military facilities, I made a point of living amongst the host population and observing and learning. I attempted to speak the language, but wasn't too successful in many of those endeavors. The only thing I can suggest to you is just tune out as much as you can. Stay off social media and stop watching those opinion shows that disguise themselves as news programs. Give it a week. You'll feel better. Oh, and don't forget to turn off alerts for news on your phone and other devices. Well, the music's playing, so that means this episode, number 42, I think, is over. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed making it for you, and I hope my efforts were worthwhile. You can contact me at ofntpodcast at gmail.com. If you feel so inclined, let me know how I can improve the show and what content you want more of. So be safe, and I'll see you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now put on your non-breathing valved masks and get off my lawn.
I'll see you. Take care. I'm out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.